0: This week on the Sports Bag Podcast, we talk about the MLB and how they cannot ever seem to agree on anything, and we also talk a little bit about the 30 for 30s that ESPN has been releasing and some things that we'd love to see from them. Ladies and gentlemen, for the main bit, the Sports Bag Podcast, bringing you the best sports stories from every week, with the greatest hosts the podcasting universe has ever seen, Evan and Josh. Let's get ready to rumble.
1: How's it going, guys? This is Evan back at you with another Sports Bad pod- Podcast. As always, joined by Josh. Josh, how's it going?
0: It's going well. It's been an interesting week in sports. I think like the most interesting thing that's happened over the past day or two was the MLB kind of freaking out and not being able to agree on stuff, which was a little bit to my, my heart, shocking, because I, I felt that they would have done anything to get it going again.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, to part of it is, I think I totally agree that it's shocking, but also, like, we called it a little bit last week, and I mean, people, you know, it's mm-hmm. obviously not that we called it, but everyone's been calling it, where it's like, oh man, you know, the MLB is really fighting, but I think there's been that underlying hope of like, oh, well, sure, they're, you know, squabbling over millions of dollars and stuff, but obviously they're gonna come together and come back right and now it's like uh are they maybe not like a a few weeks ago the the commissioner said like he i think his language was like we are 100 like unequivocally going to have an mlb season this year and today he said well now i'm unsure it's like
0: that's disheartening (laughs) that is disheartening is what that is and i don't know how that's acceptable to like baseball fans because you look at Everything else going on in the world, it seems like other sports at least have put in place some form of plan saying like, okay, if X, Y, Z happens, we're coming back at X time. Mm -hmm. However, the MLB is not. They're just fighting over money. And that is, I feel like, exactly how most Americans are viewing it, which paints the MLB in a terrible light. Nobody wants to go watch a sport that just sits there and argues about money because I think that part of the problem is most Americans aren't making tens of millions of dollars every year throwing a baseball or playing a sport. So they're not thrilled that squabbling is happening over a couple million dollars.
1: Right. For so many people, like, just outside looking in, it is that. It's like these billionaire owners arguing with these multimillionaire players. And it is, I mean, like, the players should, as we talked about last week, like, I think I agree with the player stance of, like, they shouldn't, you know, take cuts that the owners aren't. And the owners are are making Absolutely. a ton of money. And, like, it's just been such a problem where like this past weekend the mlb announced that they have a new deal with turner sports for like 500 million dollars or something like that um up from like 300 some million and it's like wait a second that happened (laughs) that happened this weekend when um there's no mlb and when the players and owners can't agree on like you know a 300 million dollar difference and now it's just like (sighs) time has passed and there's even even deeper rifts and people Mm -hmm. are, are just like angry and both like fans and i'm sure the players and i'm sure the owners too are even annoyed but it's Heck like yeah come on guys like you said you thought that it was like okay something has to come together you know like they have to come back
0: it's got to yeah yeah and i still feel that way i still feel that like especially with how the public is viewing this and how it's gotta be a pr nightmare for the mlb mm-hmm. that after this is happening i think that give it two weeks they'll have something ironed out
1: man i hope so because the thing was like we talked about their um sort of back and forth proposals i think the one that was out when we did it last week was an mlb offer for like 76 games and then the players countered with like a Mm mid eight i think 82 or something like that and then um the mlb countered again and i think like the players were just like hey we're not even going to offer a counter offer because we can see it's going nowhere like basically they have not moving
0: off of their stance
1: Right, like you know, the players know that they want a hundred percent of their prorated salaries, um, and the MLB, you know, hasn't offered that. And it's just like I, I kind of applaud the players for being like, "Hey, we see this isn't going anywhere. You're not meeting mm-hmm. our demands, so um, you know, let us know what's going on," because they wanted to have the commissioner come out and basically set the schedule and set the season today. Yeah, but that hasn't happened, and it can't happen because like both sides still kind of need to agree so i think we're yes. still like you said like a week or two away of more negotiating quote unquote you know hopefully there's actually some negotiating yeah not just well here. and
0: now that they have the turner sports thing figured out hopefully those negotiators can move over and help negotiate this <laughs> other problem because clearly they didn't have all hands on deck
1: i feel like Yeah, someone who I feel like you and I should be over there, you know, like you you take the side of the owners or players. I'll I'll take the other one and we can make something happen, you know? Oh, well, yeah.
0: I mean, in my (laughs) opinion, the players are right. Like you said, I think the owners are the ones that have Mm -hmm. to give in this situation, especially if they want to make any money this year. Because like totally the players are not moving off of where they're at. And I think that's correct. I don't think that they should move off of where they're at because their salaries are set for a specific reason. They earned that money, mm-hmm. and so they should get a prorated version of that and not have that prorated version be discounted any further. And they contr- I, the players control this, because if they don't play, the owners don't make any money.
1: Right. So and the owners are the ones it, that have to give. Yeah, and there's so many reasons why it's like the owners... I mean, they have more to gain by, like, agreeing with the players because then they can be like, oh, you know, hey, look, we gave the players this much money. And, like, hey, look, baseball's back. And, like, they're the ones that are making, you know, billions of dollars from, you know, oh, stadium yeah. stuff. I mean, they're also, sure, they are losing a ton of money by not having fans Heck and yes. a shorter yeah. season. But also it's like, uh, I mean, guys, like, you are you the ones the who are going to be around. Right. Like, they're, you know, they're the ones who are, who are the owners of who last way longer than players. So if the owners are part of yeah. screwing up didn't even think know, about baseball that. for the next decade, like any player in the league right now is going to be like, oh, well, you know, that's not my problem 10 years from now. Yeah, but an owner I didn't even who may think about the, the earning team. potential. Oh, yeah, no, I read, um, I, I've been reading a ton from like Jeff Passan on ESPN and other people about it. And it's like there were so many things where it's like, okay, like why is this an issue? It shouldn't be an issue. You know, who's to yeah. blame? Who Like who has the most to lose? And there's like, I think like you said, there's just so much where it's like, come on owners, like you guys are getting money from other stuff. Like there's still undisclosed money where the owners are saying that they lose this much. Mm-hmm. One owner said that <laughs> that this season's losses are something of like, uh, like biblical proportions. And like, <laughs> I mean, just using, you know, languages of like um, yeah. one owner, I think a different owner, maybe of the Cardinals said, oh, you know, owning a, a sporting team isn't really a very profitable business. And it's like, that's okay, this rhetoric is BS. not
0: good. Yeah,
1: right. Because that's just like, well, okay, if you're a genius businessman, like you're not going to you wouldn't own the team, you know, you Heck wouldn't no. own the team unless it was profitable in some way. So it's like, yeah, and maybe it's not profitable it's in hurts.
0: the moment. But <laughs> mm-hmm. when they go to sell it in the future, which yeah, it's definitely super profitable in the moment. Let's not <laughs> kid ourselves. But right. when they go to sell it, you you know how much sporting uh, companies and things like that Teams, how much yeah, their franchises. prices go up mm-hmm. over time. The franchises. Yep. Yeah, that was the what I could think of. There's a thing where it's
1: like, yeah, the Astros, you know, ten years ago were worth a couple hundred million and now they're worth like one point five billion. And it's like huh. even the Dodgers were worth like yeah, you know, I think I think it, they've gone up from like two billion to six billion or something like yeah. that. And it's like, so
0: look how much that net worth of that <laughs> owner has gone up. Oh my gosh. Fresh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's, I mean, it is, again, it's like net worth is hard. Like, you can't just go to the bank and be like, hey, I want my net worth. No, but it's no. Still like, but it's still important on, because yeah, they will you... sell it eventually. Exactly. And there's money out there, obviously. And I think the players put out something where it's like, you know, a, a day's work is worth a day's pay. And that's why they want the full prorated, which yeah. for those of you who, like, you know, are like, what the hell is prorated? Like, what does that mean? Prorated basically is just like if if you make a million dollars in a season and you play 100 playing games. excellent, playing yeah. Yeah, exactly. right. You, you would make a hundred dollars, a hundred or a million dollars for a hundred games. So if you mm-hmm. play 50 games, um, you, then get half you, get, you know, half a million. Yeah. So it's like, exactly. you get the full salary. It breaks down per game. Like everyone, you know, yes. you only look at the terms of, oh yeah, this guy signed a four year, hundred million deal. It's like, technically that still breaks down to per game. You're getting oh, yeah. this much money. <laughs> so, well, and yeah, like in like, America, how does that make
0: much. sense? Because mm-hmm. let's think about these businesses that were like they had to lay off people for a while or whatever, let's say that they said, okay, you can come back for half your hours. Well, they weren't paying them for only 40% of their hours for working 50%. (laughs) They Uh paid them for 50%. They paid them for what they actually worked. So I think that no American, having dealt with this themselves recently, is going to empathize with the owner and say, yeah, you know what, that's fine. If they only do half the work, but they only get 30% of the pay, that's fine no half the work (laughs) equals half the typical pay like you get paid for what you do
1: yeah it just doesn't make sense to me and like you said i mean hopefully it still seems like they they need to figure something out like i saw that i mean i'm sure you saw you're a bigger golf fan but golf was back this week like sports Mm -hmm. are starting to come back we've talked about nascar yeah i actually saw that on twitter it was breaking news the wnba kind of out of nowhere like we haven't heard i haven't heard anything from them they decided that starting sometime in july Um, They're going to have a 22-game regular season. And it's like, out of nowhere, the WNBA could be like the first team sport back. I mean, I think soccer started, um, or, you know, football, non-American football, yes, um, started like for some European leagues this this past couple weeks. But it's like, in terms of in the U.S., the WNBA might have snuck in there. I mean, you know, the NBA is still dealing with some things that, again, hopefully we'll be able to talk more about um, as things like solidify but we talked a few weeks about how or a few weeks ago about how they're coming back. So it's like, man, the MLB totally missed the boat. I mean, like especially if they don't start till you know, after July or sometime closer to like August. I mean, like they, you know, they could have been America's sport all summer. And I was thinking today like, man, I would be watching a couple yankee or like a probably, you know, five Yankees games a week. If it were last summer, like I would have my mm-hmm. alarm set for oh today they've got a doubleheader or oh yeah this weekend they're on Sunday night baseball and it's like man I you know obviously everyone misses sports but it's like baseball you, that could have been you you guys could have been the heroes and now you're just like the, the zeros the losers yeah right <laughs> I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be as like the <laughs> zero but I appreciate you you know saving my lack of being able to come up with something wittier so. <laughs>
0: that's fine yeah i i think that you you hit the nail on the head i think that there was such an opportunity there and the door was so open and now they even even if they do do come back sometime in july which is completely possible i think that Mm -hmm. that that comeback is still tainted by what has happened over the past few weeks
1: I, I definitely agree and i think it's really interesting the timing of it all because i actually just watched today um it aired last night on sunday was mm-hmm. i watched um the latest 30 for 30 that espn's been putting out every week and it, okay, it yeah, was yeah. called long gone summer and it was about mm-hmm. the um summer that sammy sosa and mark mcguire were basically racing to break the home run record in the mlb yeah And it was like super cool. I had never, it was in 98. So it was like, you know, again, when, when, when they were going on, I was, it was not even quite around You were like being born. Right. I guess I would have been, yeah, I I would have been six months old in the summer they were doing that. Um, but it it was really cool to sort of see that was a time in baseball where a couple years earlier in like 94, they Mm -hmm. had had a strike and baseball was like, it went from being America's sport to like, people weren't even going to come back and watch baseball. They were so mad at baseball. Yeah. Um, for like having a strike and I think like that was awesome to see just like this thing that made people come back and swarm and like love baseball and it it was a summer where yeah the president like presidents like the Clintons were like calling Mm -hmm. Mark McGuire literally after the game that he broke the record and were like you know thank you for what you've done like it's brought this country together and it's like that's that's crazy and like that's that's what
0: sports should be that's what sports should be they should be bringing people Mm -hmm. together not pushing them apart
1: yeah, and I totally agree. And obviously, like, it was it was interesting how that thirty for thirty got laid out because it was it was two hours long, and basically the first hour and a half was like about how cool it was and how much it meant to everyone, and mm-hmm. then the last thirty minutes was like, uh well, you know, they were on PEDs, like the records don't really stand. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. also like it, it doesn't undo. Does it even matter? All, all yeah, good. Right, like it. Sammy Sosa, like that was the thing that I learned, and think I liked the most was how like personable and cool like sammy sosa and mark mcguire were like sammy sosa i found myself laughing out loud sometimes during the 30 for 30 really it's like when he was um like doing sort of the post game interviews like they were obviously tied together they were in the same division you know yeah. going after the same record like teams that were were rivals yeah and mark mcguire set the record against sammy sosa and sammy sosa actually went and hugged him like while after he ran the bases which Uh one of his pitchers the actually the pitcher who gave up the home run was not thrilled about because it's like hey guys we're trying to win um which makes sense but like they were doing so many interviews together because they were racing to it and sammy sosa was like just super funny and super like when mark mcguire got it he was like hey mark mcguire's the man but like I'm number two, you know, and, like, anyone who's going for Mark McGuire, they got to go through Sammy Sosa, and he was super mm-hmm. okay, and, like, he wasn't vengeful, he wasn't angry, and he's just, like, super nice guy, so it was super fun to learn, I said super so much, um, it's okay, it's incredibly it, it, fun, it, it's super okay, <laughs> right, super okay, <laughs> so it was super fun, I'm just gonna stick with it now, um, to learn about <laughs> these guys that I had, like, never really learned about before, and same with, like, yeah. Bruce Lee last week, and even Lance Armstrong a few weeks ago, it's like, okay, like, I, yeah, Michael Jordan, really who even heard of that much. name before? <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was, you know, that was beyond super. That was like super duper. Um, oh, oh, I... <laughs> look but, at yeah, you. It's, like, 30 for 30s. Thank goodness for restoring my hope in sports a little bit, especially baseball. Yeah. Cause like, man, I just can't believe it.
0: Who would you want to see a 30 for 30 about, or like what event or yeah, what, what player or event would you really want to see a 30 for 30 about?
1: So obviously, I've been thinking about it because we teased it last week, and uh-huh. I I think there's there's a couple different answers um, that I have. One is like I have like the stars of today and the guys that I would want to see. Like yeah. the
0: guys separate that into two of. categories: a couple people today mm-hmm. and like also the past. I think that's right. fair. So
1: like two a couple people today. I think Kobe Bryant obviously like really just thinking about Kobe. Yeah, I, it it has to. I mean, like whether it's his last season, which again, wouldn't really be as exciting as Jordan's. Like, you know, Kobe went out and they were like a 14-win team, or, you know, not quite 14. I think they won a couple more than that. But it's like, they were not a good team. But it's still, like, Kobe's my guy. You know, he's like my favorite sports figure. And that would be really cool to watch. I think other stars, um, I think, obviously, somebody like LeBron, where you... Super intriguing. One of the weird things about 30 for 30s, um, or what I've liked so much about them, is that it highlights guys that like weren't around um, today and like during the social media era where it's like yeah. all the news is everywhere. But someone like LeBron, even I used to not like LeBron. Like the Cavs are um, my second favorite NBA team because I'm from Ohio and I like them. But I never liked LeBron. Like I liked Kyrie, I liked Kevin Love, and like you know I had to like the Cavs as my second favorite team when they were really bad. Um, but LeBron, I was like, oh, I don't, you know, I'm not a fan. I actually didn't really, uh, well, I, I was indifferent on him coming to the Lakers. At one point, I, I think I told people, I'm like, you know what? I would rather have <laughs> a healthy Paul George and a healthy DeMarcus Cousins if you're going to sign two max players than, you know, LeBron James, which in hindsight, that's it's not the wise, like LeBron's the best player. But he yeah. was annoying to me. I, I just didn't like him. And now I think my mindset has shifted. It helps, obviously, that he's a Laker. And I think maybe it was because yes. of the whole like going to the heat thing, but that was like... yeah you, you were know, a that, little bitter kind of...
0: because of your Cavs fandom,
1: right? Exactly, and that's kind of like his arc. Like I'd be super interested again, super, um, to hear about like sort of how how those times were for him, where yeah. he may not have been the biggest LeBron fan either, or yeah, maybe yeah. he was. Maybe they would. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of stuff that's out there already, and I would definitely watch a LeBron documentary. So like LeBron and oh, Kobe too. Absolutely. Two. And I think another I think um, like I see I, I can't even think of like a semi obscure I think there are probably teams that I would want to hear about like teams that were like like uh-huh. almost really good I, I think um, I, I I guess I'll go with another basketball one um, before I want to hear yours which I can come up with some with some different ones but I I would love to see a thirty for thirty about the Oklahoma City Thunder when they had Russell Westbrook Kevin Durant and James Harden three future MVP winners all on the mm-hmm. same team and like made it to the finals against LeBron. And like, yeah, how crazy like that, that team broke up and didn't win anything. Like there are teams like that all over sports where it's like, man, Oh heck like, yeah. They could have that been fall apart. Right. Like what could have been, I think is, is an exciting um, thought process. So like that's one that comes to mind for me, but definitely mm-hmm. I'm sure there's other teams out there where it's like, Oh yeah. yeah like what happened to that team? So what about you, yeah. Josh?
0: I definitely put a lot of thought into this this week because it's something that like (laughs) it's it's very interesting to me and something there's so many good storylines out there in sports that I would love to see. So my first one, I'm going to go with a couple of the newer ones and then shift to two of the older ones. So my two newer ones um, would be like obviously I want to see one about Steph Curry just because like from his Davidson days and then like getting drafted highly and then like having so many ankle problems and like people not ever thinking he would become anything in the Mm -hmm. NBA during all of that to becoming a household name. And what is, who is the greatest shooter in NBA history? Like I don't think people can argue that. So I I would love to see something like that, that I think that would be so good. And I obviously, I think 20, 30 years from now, something will be made about Steph, just like something was made about Jordan. Totally. Like, I think I think that's inevitable. And then, so my other one, again, I think this is another inevitable one, would be a Peyton Manning-Tom Brady uh, rivalry Ooh. one. I like that. Just because, yeah. like, that's what I grew up on. Like, I grew up, my favorite sport growing up was football, and my favorite version of football was, was I loved Notre Dame football but I also really liked watching the Colts and that and part of the reason that I loved watching the Colts was because of the rivalry with the Patriots at that point and specifically the Peyton Manning Tom Brady rivalry so like mm-hmm. I really want to see something about that someday and like the arc of that rivalry and how like Brady definitely dominated it but I love Peyton Manning <laughs> like so I think that would be so cool to see and then, yeah, I mean, uh,
1: that I was gonna say Peyton Manning too. Like that was in my mind. I'm less of a Manning fan, and like I, I don't think I gave any past players. So I have you know an example or two. But I, I all that being said, before you say what you were gonna say, is I totally agree. Yeah. That would be awesome, and it's got to come someday. I think you're right.
0: Oh, I, I think so. And then my two older ones are like, okay, so this one is one that I don't know a lot about, but I feel like I hear about it so much, especially like with like our parents people our parents ages like is the 1985 bears with like the Super Bowl shuffle and stuff like that (laughs) all
1: right that
0: would be so interesting I I really would like to see something about that just because my knowledge base there is so low but like they were such a cultural phenomenon at the time and so I think that would be really intriguing just to learn about and then my other old one is uh Arnold Palmer so like I think oh, okay. that would be something that's super interesting, again, with the Supers. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> he, in my mind, is the greatest golfer of all time, and I would love to see something just telling people more about him because I think like, with golf specifically, I could see how older players like that would be forgotten, but they also mm-hmm. do a really good job of – making sure that like those players are still in the light a little bit because like until Arnold Palmer died, he was one of the three or four people doing the first shot at the masters every year with like Jack Nicholas and uh, Gary player and a couple other people. So it's like they definitely do a decent job, but with him being such a high level player so long ago, I don't Mm -hmm. think people are really well educated on, his up, upbringing and how he became the golfer that he did and what exactly right, like the his stuff. skills mm-hmm. meant exactly what his skills meant for the sport and that one i could see how it would be really complex to make because there's definitely not going to be as much video there as what there is with the michael jordan one for example sure, sure. and then mm-hmm. like arnold palmer's not alive anymore so there's not the way to like interview him about those things so it would be all secondhand things mm-hmm. so it, it would be a very different one but i would love to see that
1: yeah i agree i think that would be really cool to you know highlight these people in sport that like maybe people have heard of or know of but don't know as much about and i think that's why like um, 30 for 30 has some really cool documentaries about slightly lesser known guys like there's one called Rodman about Dennis Rodman and it's like I haven't yeah, yeah. seen it but of all the people like man that guy's got some stories to tell you know and it's Heck, like yeah that's gotta be crazy stuff and then for me I think one past player that I know a ton about and has a super interesting life and I've seen some documentary type stuff I think NFL Network did a series but like I was looking and there there isn't a 30 for 30 about it is Brett Favre. Like, Brett Favre is a guy that people kind of forget about when it comes to, like, the greatest quarterbacks mm-hmm. of all time. And he's my favorite football player, um, or, you know, was. He's kind of the reason I'm a football fan a little bit. Or, that's not true. But he's, like, the reason why I'm as big of a Packers fan as I am. Um, Definitely. And it's, like, Brett Favre, at one point, was the NFL's leader in, you know, touchdowns, yards, like, for, for career stuff, and has all these interesting things, like his upbringing. Like, you know, he had a whole battle with uh like being addicted to vicodin at some point in his career and he's been through you know injuries he has some amazing moments where like one of his best games ever was like a, a couple days after his dad died and he went out and like played on monday night and like was incredible and like near perfect and it's just like he has all these interesting stories and it's like you know you have a 20 year career of stuff like that you know bringing in aaron Rodgers to replace you basically and retiring and unretiring like there's all this interesting stuff that i kind of know about but i'd love to see some of the inside um you know things behind that and oh, yeah. i think like you know there's plenty of players If if i had to pick like a historical player or historical team or something like that man i'm trying to think like maybe i don't know like a like a former Even, like, somebody like Babe Ruth would just be cool. And I'm sure there's so much stuff about it. Those
0: ages, those years of the Yankees, yeah, that would be so interesting.
1: Right, and just, like, how, you know, how he was traded. Like, I know some of this stuff, you know, from sports history classes and whatnot, where it's, like, he was a pitcher for the Red Sox. And, like, he, you know, he was a pitcher who Mm -hmm. turned into this hitting champion. And he, you know, drank during games and was kind of fat. (laughs) And just, like, he was awesome. I mean, there's all these, like, funny little anecdote things that all oh, the yeah sports stars and teams have and obviously you know like you were saying so much of it probably wasn't recorded and like wasn't able to be because i just wasn't like an option um and that you know same inside stuff that you see in documentaries like the last dance it's like man like wouldn't it have been cool to be a fly on the wall of you know this yeah. locker room or this conversation or oh you know, yeah to watch to watch this game or something like that um would would be totally awesome so yeah, I'd like to I see think, some like, family ones
0: so too. So like, I'd yeah. like to see like oh, okay. the, like, the like Antetokounmpo's. Yeah, yeah, the Antetokounmpo's. <laughs> sure, yeah. However, you uh-huh. say that. I think it's something like that. Um,
1: yeah, Giannis and family. <laughs> the Antetokounmpo's. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, but no, his his brothers. Uh, you know, like yeah. they're they're coming up. So.
0: Uh huh. The Mannings. I'd like to see that one. I'd like to see, uh, the Watts. I think that would be okay, a good yeah. one. <laughs> Hey, just I would watch like Subway see... commercials. They're in this. <laughs> <yours. laughs> True. Uh, I think even the Currys would be an interesting one. Oh, yeah. Especially, uh-huh. like, with the dynamic there of, like, I well, th- there would be so many different interesting storylines. The Currys would be interesting from the storyline of, like, their sister is super successful, too, and, like, Steph being such a great player and then Seth mm-hmm. being, like, a, a pretty good player but not nearly to the level of Steph. And then, like, the same thing with, like, the mannings i think that would be really interesting just because and of you like you
1: didn't even mention steph's dad who was like oh yeah yeah that's <laughs> like, true yeah an, a really Del. good nba player yeah
0: absolutely I, I was just thinking about siblings for some reason but then like no, now I, i'm thinking yeah, about families you. too because like mm-hmm. the mannings would be so interesting because like my favorite book when i <laughs> when i was in like second or third grade was like this like short non-fiction book about like the Manning family and it was like talking <laughs> about <laughs> talking about how like Archie Manning and uh, Peyton and Eli and then their brother whose name escapes me right now Cooper what the, Cooper yes exactly yep. and like how <laughs> Cooper like everybody thought that Cooper was like the best out of all the brothers but then he got injured <laughs> and so it's like okay where does he feel like how does he feel about all this like is he like inevitably and forever bitter about losing his football career from injury when his brothers both went on to win Super Bowls and his dad was this elite quarterback. So it's like, I think that would be really interesting because of the family dynamic. If you could get oh, yeah. families to actually go in a little bit deeper than just what we already see on the surface level.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I mean, obviously there's plenty of like really cool sports families um, that are like out there and stuff. Cause it's like, <laughs> there, there's some families where it's like oh yeah i'm not even you know like the most talented of my siblings and you just know me because like i play in the u.s or something like there's a, like stephen adams i think has like like 13 brothers and sisters and he's like oh gosh. you know a well-known like recognizable center yeah in the u.s but it's like You know, in New Zealand, he might have family that's, like, rugby players and, like, superstars. And I think that's why, like, there's so much more that I can learn about, like, sports and leagues and, you know, players. And obviously, like, an endless amount of information I could soak up. And there's just so many players and, you know, stories where it's like, ah, like, give me more. Like, give me more of that. Like, let me know, like, the the little things that no one else knows that's, like, kind of cool. Yeah. Or, you know, it's like, obviously, you can't tell all those stories. But that's where that's where we're pitching ideas. And some of these, exactly. you know, maybe out there in different forms, but I think, you know, oh, just I'm from sure watching these past few weeks, like 30 for 30s do a really good job because that's like kind of their point and it's, it's ESPN, but they're, yeah, you know, they're well made all over the place, um, so that you can find like inside stories and, you know, like I have, <laughs> like you had, um, your Peyton Manning book, I, we hunted down like Brett Favre, um, like he wrote, I think a, a bi- or biography, And Mm -hmm. there were, like, biographies written about him, and, like, I think he had a, like, Sports Illustrated, um, like, Brett Favre book, and it were, like, we hunted down all these books so I could do, like, you know, a day, or, uh, like, my favorite person in history uh, reports about brett Favre. or favorite you know, yeah, my favorite know, person it, it in was, history
0: was brett Favre. i can't well, remember
1: what the it might have been. we're like pick a person and write about their life yeah and it's like they're funny anecdotes like i <laughs> i know an anecdote an anecdote about brett Favre who they misspelled the street sign that he grew up on where it was like Favre way but they spelled it wrong they spelled his last name wrong. <laughs> and like <That's> funny. <laughs> just you know silly stuff so i would yeah. love to have more of those stories I would also love absolutely. to have more sports, so maybe that's why I'm, like, craving these right now, but... <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to be back soon.
0: July, things, yeah, things are going to pick up. Go. I'd say, like, a couple weeks from now, our sports podcasts are really going to get into real sports and not just, like, the past right. and what we hope <laughs> happens in the future.
1: Yes, I uh, I mean, I have to agree because I think you're right, but also because I hope you're right, so...
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Stay tuned till then, you know?
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us this week on the Sports Bag Podcast. It has been an interesting few weeks, and thanks for sticking with us. Uh, If you know anybody that likes to listen to sports content or that gets really bored at work, tell them about this podcast. We'd love to have uh, them join us for the ride and to reach out to us via any social media. Follow along with us at the Sports Bag Pod. And let us know if there's anything that you'd like to hear about or where we screwed up because I'm sure we did. <laughs> or where you just disagree with us. I'm sure you disagree right. with us. Let us know yeah. that. We'd we'd love to have a little bit of disagreement because we, all, we both agree too much probably on certain aspects of sports. Um, so let us know what you think and don't hesitate to reach out to us. Thanks for sticking with us. We will see you next week, everybody. This has been the Sports Bag Podcast. Bye.